coming up on Caffeinated Theology. We're talking about the Holy Spirit and the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Well, if you take God completely out of the equation, you still are left with whatever the starting point of your origin ideas are, what happened before that. Why is the study of the Holy Spirit so neglected? We are enjoying the Ethiopia Organic Canyon Mountain Guji. Discussing theological truths for biblical living. Reviewing featured coffee roast and premium brewing techniques. This is the Caffeinated Theology Podcast, bringing you biblical truths over a fine cup of coffee. All right, well, welcome to season three of Caffeinated Theology. It's been a little while since uh, we have um, recorded, and we've had a lot that's happened in the end of 2021. Uh, some COVID hit a little bit, um, so it's been a little while since we've recorded, uh, but uh, we're excited to be back, and we're going to enjoy some coffee and we're going to talk some theology, and hopefully that uh, these uh, next few weeks we'll cover as thoroughly as we can the aspect and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So that will really be probably the scope of of season three. Uh, just trying to think back on the last two seasons, uh, what uh, what might be some of your favorite highlights from previous season? I really just enjoyed. You know, getting together with me and you and Lloyd and Casey and Dr. Manning and just different brothers mm-hmm. in Christ and mm-hmm. Thomas and Thomas yeah. and, and uh, just discussing theological issues, discussing the word, um, just having a good fellowship together okay. while doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know uh, we had uh, several groups here in town that had kind of expressed a similar appreciation mm. um, of getting together of listening to it and then talking about it in mm. their cool. uh, meeting times and yeah. um, I know I've seen on our social media pages um, some extra clicks and uh-huh. visits and uh, it's time to get back so we've we uh, season one uh, was kind of an introductory uh, creation I think one of my f- <clears throat> favorite highlights was like you said the fellowship and just enjoying just the deep matters of theology and enjoy some good coffee along the way. But I think probably one of my favorite uh, episodes was on angels and demons. That was probably one of my favorite to do. And it was simply because there's a lot of misconceptions about uh, demons and angels and you know, and trying to ask the question, why do pe- are people so gravitated to uh, supernatural things such as that, uh, miracles and those type of things? So that was um, that was really an interesting, um, an interesting uh, episode for for me, and that topic has come up over and over again yeah. about angels and demons and miracles. In fact, a Sunday school lesson not long ago was on. Well, no, it was with the students about miracles, and so yeah, that's um, always a always a good topic. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, when we covered a few of the world religions uh, at the end of season two, uh, particularly mm-hmm. uh, 
Mormonism and Jehovah mm-hmm. Witness. And, uh, you know, around here at least, I think most uh, most uh, evangelical Christians, if you will, understand that Jehovah Witness is a cult. But I do feel like there are a lot of misconceptions about Mormonism and kind of being able to lay out uh, the heretical mm-hmm. teachings of that and mm-hmm. um, not just that, but how to uh, how to talk about Christ um, and the truths of the scriptures with, with people who are in those cults and going through those, uh, those three that we did. Um, well, I guess we did four. We did, uh, Jehovah witness, Mormons, Islam, and then like new age, yeah, new age, uh, spiritualism, occultism. Um, it would, I think when you really try to open your eyes and look around, um, what people are involved in, it, it'll surprise you. And and for me, it was kind of kind of got my uh, radar up for that a little bit, if you will. I got a lot out of it myself. Yeah. All right. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, topic of the day is the uh, the Holy Spirit. So episode number one, season three, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. All right. So Jason, tell us a bit about the coffee. We're going to sip on this and enjoy it throughout the the podcast, and then we'll review it at the end. Um, what are we enjoying? Well, today we are enjoying the Ethiopia Organic Canyon Mountain Guji G1 Natural. Um, Guji is spelled G-U-J-I, so it might be Guji. We, we don't really know how to pronounce it, but this comes from Coffee Bean Corral, and I roasted it. It's a medium roast, and a uh, little bit of description is this is an organic gay orga- an organic grade one natural coffee from the Canyon Mountain Farm located in the Guji zone of Ethiopia's Shakisto district the Canyon Mountain Farm owned by Esmael Hassan harvests about 300 hect acres of its 500 hect acre farm and uses its own wet and dry meals for processing Elevation ranges from 1,900 to 2,200 meters above sea level. And the cupping notes are sweet, juicy strawberry, blackberry, blueberry, plum, chocolate, well-balanced. And one thing that I have noticed, uh, we've talked about this before over the last uh, few months, is the organic beans seem to roast very, very evenly. Uh-huh. Um, the the regular beans, at least in the in the whirly pop on the stovetop, um, you'll have some that come out pretty dark and then you might have some that are somewhat light all in the same roast. But for some reason or another, when, when I have used the organic, the, the roast uh, level is very mm-hmm. uniform across the, the whole, mm-hmm. uh, the whole batch. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that. And the amount of chaff on it is also, Less. I've been roasting mine in the little uh, air popper, popcorn popper. And by the time I get to uh, air it out to cool it, I might have a palm full of chaff left over. So it does do that well. Nice, even roast. Yeah. So we're going to, we'll uh, give a rating on this at the end. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. 
and the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to dedicate quite a few episodes to it, if not the whole season, simply because uh, in Southern Baptist churches, uh, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit is not elaborated on that much. Uh, just a couple of uh, books that I pulled off the shelf, a few books that I pulled off that I think would be good uh, to to read. One I have on my Kindle, that's R.C. Sproul's uh, Teaching Through the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? So he has a series of books. What is uh, the Holy Spirit? What is communion? What is uh, baptism? So this is a series, a, a book in the series that asks the question, what is the Holy Spirit? So that's R.C. Sproul through Ligonier Ministry has, has that book. Uh, J.I. Packer, who is also the author of Knowing God, he uh, has a book uh, entitled Keep in Step with the Spirit. Now, J.I. Packer has gone on to be with the Lord, but he has left a treasure trove of wisdom uh, behind for us to enjoy. So this is Keep in Step with the Spirit, Finding Fullness in Our Walk with God. Um, it's not necessarily a theological, in-depth book on the Holy Spirit. It's more of a um, more of a devotional type. Then you got on the uh, answering the objectives to um, the Holy Spirit as far as the abuse of the Holy Spirit in different denominations is John MacArthur's Strange Fire. Um, and this book particularly says the danger of offending the Holy Spirit with counterfeit worship. And that's uh, John MacArthur's Strange Fire. He got in a little bit of trouble, not trouble, from this book, um, from the charismatic or Pentecostal crowd. Um, John MacArthur has just a certain way of just calling a spade a spade. And so he got in a little bit of trouble. I would consider Strange Fire a follow-up to Charismatic Chaos which is the book that I meant to, the other book I meant to grab instead of the counseling book there. But uh, in Charismatic Chaos, um, uh, MacArthur talks about, I think it is Kenneth Hagin, one of those prosperity gospel preachers who uh, said he was preaching and he blacked out and went to another town and another city. The Holy Spirit took him to another city and uh, he was he was blacked out the whole time while he was preaching, didn't... <laughs> I guess he had an out-of-body experience, and the Holy Spirit did it to him. So really just kind of strange, weird stories like that that does not co uh, doesn't line up with Scripture. And so it'll be aware of, of those things, too. Those are some good books, uh, resources, and there's many others as well. The greatest resource we can have is, is the Bible itself on the teaching of the Holy Spirit, which is what we'll do here in just a moment. So the doctrine of the Holy Spirit... Um, one thing we have to know about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is not an it, a thing in that regard, not inanimate, um, but is, according to Scripture, He. And I've heard a lot of people use, when the Holy Spirit comes, it will, no, He will. And so I think that is one thing that, um, I mean, even, even I've even caught myself. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's innocent, um, and I've caught myself, mm -hmm. like you say, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of that, well, it comes from two things. It comes from, at least in our context, like you said, 
the lack of teaching on the Holy Spirit, and we'll get to why um, that may have have why we may have gone down that road um, as Baptists, as Southern Baptists, um, but not just Southern Baptists. There are a lot of other mm-hmm. denominations mm-hmm. too. Um, but also, I think as an English speaker, um, the way we speak English tends to make us want to say it because mm-hmm. we say the Holy Spirit and that uh, the in front of it mm-hmm. uh, kind of makes us think of, of a thing rather than a person. I don't say um, I'm doing a podcast today with the Larry Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I'm doing a podcast with Larry Stevens. And so I think some of the innocent, there's some innocence in it, which is all the more reason why it's important mm-hmm. to teach and mm-hmm. and and understand the nature of the Holy Spirit and who yeah. He is. Right. So a lot of what we'll do in this episode is kind of lay some groundwork, um, introduction to the study of the Holy Spirit and why it's so important, as we mentioned, to dive a little bit deeper into uh, the biblical text as to the job of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, if you will, ministry of the Holy Spirit, they're all entwined together, and some misuses. So that leads up to a good question, is why is the study of the Holy Spirit so neglected? I think there's a lot of reasons. Um, you know, we it's easy to kind of wrap your mind around God the Father as Creator, Jesus as uh, Redeemer, um, but the Holy Spirit, uh, the job that he that he um, he does, what he does, is more personal. Um, mm-hmm. It's more. Uh, um, we have some responsibility in being obedient, and it's, so it's a little bit more difficult personally and on a personal level to deal with the teaching of, of what the Holy Spirit does. Um, but also, I think maybe we don't. Maybe we're afraid to be associated with um, different denominations, or maybe even some cults that mm-hmm. grossly misuse the Holy Spirit. Um, I think of a lot of uh, TV preachers. Um, one that comes to mind is Robert Tilton, uh, who there are some pretty hilarious uh, YouTube videos um, with him, but. He's one of the ones who will be teaching, quote unquote, uh, on his show, and will just stop. And oh, the Holy Spirit just told me there's somebody out there today. You just lost your job, and you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. If you send a thousand dollars in faith to our ministry, God just told the Holy Spirit just told me that you're going to get a job next week. Uh, so you know when there's when that's Especially you know in the like seventies and eighties, um, and even the early nineties, that was so prevalent on mm-hmm. uh, on television that I think there's just some fear of being associated with that. Yeah, uh, Justin Peters is somebody that comes to mind who um, part of his ministry is uh, really exposing the prosperity word of faith movement, and it's so. Uh, connected to the usage or misuse, misusage of the Holy Spirit that it needs to be addressed to, such as Robert Tilton, um, people like that, Benny Hinn. And I think if, if an Orthodox um, Christ follower, it is in some response our duty 
to call out that false doctrine, that false teaching. And so there is a bit of, you know, answer that question, why is it neglected? Well, because it's so um, misused, misrepresented, the Holy Spirit is. Um, he's misrepresented, misused, misused, um, you know, and so there is that aspect of it. And then as far as Baptists are concerned, uh, who are people of the book, you know, for years we've had that type title, mission-minded mission, mission minded people, people of the book. We do not want to be too close to Pentecostalism, yeah. you know, because it's, we don't want to be associated. Think of it like this. There's a reason why many churches in Southern Baptist life, they only will observe communion maybe every quarter or maybe every year because they don't want to get too close to Catholicism. So the Spirit in the same way. Now, you know, different churches might have different motives for that, but I don't want to be too close to speaking in tongues or, you know, the, the misuse, if you will, of, of, of the Spirit of, of God in that, in that sense. So um, I believe there's some good the ways yeah. of why it's neglected. On a less serious note, uh, there but there could be a little bit of this too. I remember as a kid um, hearing the King James rendering of the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost, and it just being weird to me uh, mm -hmm. with that word "ghost" there. And you know, this this podcast today isn't about Bible translations, mm -hmm. but uh, I heard that and I thought of it. Uh, as this, you know, in the same realm of, uh, you know, I had Wednesday night church, and then every Wednesday night I'd go home, and unsolved mysteries would be on, and there'd always be that one, uh, one little part of the episode that uh, they were doing the unexplained, the ghost. Uh, oh yeah, the, oh yeah, that kind of stuff. And yeah. I knew it wasn't the same, but mm -hmm. as you know, as a ten-year-old boy, or mm -hmm. even maybe into my teenage years. A little bit, uh, just the the whole idea of the Holy Ghost was just odd and weird to me, and a lot of that again was because the neglect of teaching us who mm -hmm. he who he is. Yeah, yeah. There and yeah, again, that is a translational issue. Um, there and, are verses where the word for ghost would be appropriately translated, such as phantom. Uh, where we would get our word for phantom from. And so there are places, and of course that's the use of the Holy Ghost is a translational issue. Um, we talk about wanting to distance from that really radical, um, sensationalized view of the Holy Spirit. I remember, I don't, I don't think I shared this with the angels and demons and miracles and all that segment. I think I did. I can't remember. I'll go back, but... There was a, I remember Tracy and I had gone to this uh, Pentecostal church and we, um, they were having a revival and this revival was going on for a month, well, at least a month. And they were talking about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit moving in the church. And, you know, I'm kind of out of my element a little bit. And Tracy certainly is. She was, she grew up in a Southern Baptist church as where I did not, but I was still kind of out of my element. And, they were talking about um, giving birth to spiritual babies on the altar and and um, you know that kind of stuff. It's just just it's odd, mm -hmm. and and uh, it, I could see why 
over the years there was a lack of teaching. I mean, you, you don't want to be associated with that right. stuff that's just kind of way out in mm-hmm. left field. But also, there may be a little bit of just it's a symptom of the lack of the importance of teaching theology in the church mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, the church is focused on, uh, you know, uh, converting, which is good. I mean, that's ultimately as Christ mm-hmm. followers, what we are called to do is to go and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. preach the gospel. But we are so to make, to make disciples. And it may just be a, a lack of, of right. the importance on that over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the Holy Spirit is not the only doctrine that's been neglected oh, yeah. in the teaching of the church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, quite a few. Um, for instance, when's the last time you heard a good sermon on the importance of fasting? Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. And so, yeah, which brings a whole different topic for another day. But, yeah. All right. So um, I think for understanding the Holy Spirit, at least the biblical teaching of it, we have to understand that we will not understand everything about God. Particularly if we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the teaching of the Holy Spirit is not exhaustive. it's not exhaustible. You know, we will not, cannot, in this, well, forever, forever, never really fully understand the depth of who God is. And so as John Calvin would say, we have to understand God the way he has revealed himself to us. And Calvin would say this is like the baby Bible, baby talk. He's condescended down to us to, so we can understand something about who he is, and so we're not going to explain the Holy Spirit in season three. We just want to know what the Bible says about it, and maybe dispel some misconceptions about him, and and hopefully it will benefit you in your own study, which is really what the, this podcast is about. It's about studying theology, and then seeking how we might apply theology to our personal lives and to the to the life of the church. To talk about the Holy Spirit is also to talk about the triune character of God. And you can survey Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, and you can see hints of uh, the triune uh, characteristic or attributes of God. We see it at creation uh, where God, uh, the Spirit, the Father, and even the Son is active in creation, even though they're not named out in that particular fashion. If we follow the trajectory of Scripture, we find ourselves in John that speaks of the reason for creation in the beginning was Jesus, and everything was created uh, through him. And so uh, you can't really talk just solely about the Holy Spirit without mentioning uh, the Trinity um, in doing so. Yeah, we have uh, an episode that, deals with that pretty mm-hmm. um, pretty uh I wouldn't say exhaustively you can't exhaust that as as we said earlier but um pretty extensively um episode 3 of season 1 um the characteristics of god mm-hmm. um we spent a good portion talking about the trinity talking about the trinity mm-hmm. yeah we would say you know god is he's god in in three persons that's the vernacular that's used um, and so one thing that we also expressed in that is that God is not 
polytheistic. Uh, we're not polytheistic in that regard that um, God the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit are three separate gods, but that they are one triune God. And so uh, that helps us also to understand if we are studying about God the Father or the study of about about just God, that's theology proper. Uh, if we're studying about Christ, you know, which we studied about Christ, Christology, you know, or if we're studying the Holy Spirit, we are studying about the Spirit of God. And so, um, so far, we have approached this theology, and by the time we finish, we would have focused on in a triune fashion. Yeah. So that's pretty neat uh, to think about it in that way. The Holy Spirit, God is a pure being and a being that has life in himself eternally. And so I remember people asking me to question, um, when was God created? Do you ever have anyone oh, ask yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. it's hard for us to get our mind around something that has no beginning or end. Right. Because everything we measure is linear. Yeah, we're we're constrained by the <clears throat> physical element of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, God set time up from the outside. So, right. And it's similar when you're thinking about uh, God's triune nature and trying to wrap your mind around that. There's just some, some things on this side of eternity um, just based off of our limitations of physics that God has set up that we just mm-hmm. can't fully understand, and that's okay. Uh, that's that's not a defeater of the faith. Um, I've had a person ask me, um, "How in the world can God have always existed?" Uh, you know, as really as kind of a skeptical question about faith. And the answer to that is, well, if you take God completely out of the equation, you still are left with the pondering how far back even like whatever the starting point of your origin ideas are what happened before that i mean you still just are constrained by time and going backwards we can't know we can't figure out in our mind how there's something before mm-hmm. the beginning of time mm-hmm. does that make sense what yeah, i'm trying oh to yeah, say oh yeah. you you don't uh it, that's not a good defeater for a skeptic because you still have that same dilemma, mm-hmm. uh, even if you take God completely out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like the Big Bang, what caused that to happen? Where did the stuff that mm-hmm. caused that to happen come from? You, you still have the same yeah. the same dilemma. You have a you have a regress. Yeah. Um, an infinite regress on either end um, when we try to think of time and. Um, I think it was the 18th century philosopher Gottfried uh, Leibniz, or Leibniz, who coined the phrase "the best of all possible worlds," and he Im- implied that the world we live in is the best of all po- po- possible worlds. And so I've been thinking about this in terms of of theology and philosophy that. Not only has God seen the beginning and the end all in one shot, all at one time, no time, if pardon the pun, involved, 
all in one shot, all one panoramic view, but has, but knows the all possible scenarios and all possible worlds that have existed in your life, my life, and everything. And <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, I can't get my head around yeah. that. Every scenario and situation in my life, um, God has already seen whatever situation, scenario would have played out. And this is the best possible world. Uh, and you try to take that to the gospel. What is that? The best of all possible worlds where the Son of God would invade, not invade in a bad way, but step into the physical. This is the best possible world that had that could have ex existed. And when we talk about God being, uh, you know, where we we can't exhaust knowledge about God, we that's certainly one aspect that just blows my mind. Yeah, to think about. Yeah, it's just just <clears throat> God is so much beyond our our capacity to reason and think and philosophize mm -hmm. through that um, that's why I love that quote so much about uh, God and theology is uh, like a swimming pool that's mm -hmm. shallow enough for a babe to dip his toe in but so, so, so without fear of drowning but so deep that uh, the greatest theologian can never reach the bottom mm -hmm. uh, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, that's good. All right, so uh, just a few scriptures to to think about. Now, the Bible, uh, you can go online right now, and you could say, "I want to know some scriptures about specific scriptures about the Holy Spirit." And you know, you might find headings like forty-one verses about the Holy Spirit, but the Bible is replete from beginning and end. And they might not use the terminology Holy Spirit, but um, it certainly is about the Holy Spirit, the, really the triune God himself. And, and so I, I think of some verses, uh, Ephesians 4.30 comes to mind. Um, let me pull that back up. And it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the redemption, for the day of redemption. And so just just kind of at the beginning of, of looking at some verses throughout this season, that's a verse, you know, that we could say, well, what is the, the job of the Holy Spirit? Well, he seals us, okay? We would say the Holy Spirit points to Jesus, but he seals us. Um, and so th there are plenty of verses that we'll talk about through the duration of this um, podcast that are certainly beneficial to our understanding that our finite mind can understand a little bit about him. Yeah, there's certainly uh, God has revealed um, all we need um, to be able to understand him to to the point where we can serve him and follow him and, and do what he's called us to do. And that's what we're going to go over mm -hmm. um, with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. there, there are some um, definite attributes of the Holy Spirit that uh, that we need to know about. We need to know about how he uh, works in our lives, um, how he teaches and, and leads us and directs us. Mm -hmm. Right. And 
in today's culture too there is a, a big issue so we describe the holy spirit we already said that we do not use uh we do not call the holy spirit an it okay so we personalize it and the bible uses the pronoun he so can't you see how that is a problem in certain circles in society today oh yeah oh yeah certainly yeah there i know there's some translations of the bible that go very gender neutral um, yeah, across yeah. the board for god um mm-hmm. but i but yeah uh, definitely in today's culture well the, yeah. the original language wasn't gender neutral so right. that's a, there's an issue there um and so the Bible was written, so think about it like this. You have people in an ancient culture who, if, you, if, if God would have inspired these authors to use feminine pronouns, would never gain an audience. I mean, they wouldn't listen to it. I mean, it's not that the Bible was written with a chauvinistic leaning. The culture was. So you can't write of God as being... And she said, you know, using the, the feminine pronoun and having people to... Like the shack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, <laughs> to, to listen to anything that was said. All right. So uh, do I think that God is a he or, or she? You know, um, certainly the pronoun in the Bible uses the masculine sense. Uh, in, in the... Garden of Eden, when the Lord told Adam, you know, that he's to be the spiritual yeah. leader. When Jesus was certainly a man. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the day when there's some kook in, uh-huh. uh, who calls themselves a theologian that's going to try to prove Jesus was a woman. But, uh, you know, it's coming in today's culture. It's, it's mm-hmm. coming. But uh, we know through historical evidence and biblical evidence, Jesus was mm-hmm. certainly a man. Well, you might find something like that coming up in elements of liberal theology, or today liberal theology has taken on the disguise, if you will, of progressive Christianity. And, um, I mean, it wouldn't be far-fetched for something, for that type of teaching to rise out of, you know, of progressive theology. Yeah, it's it's, it's coming. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the things that that we see people trying to push as biblical and uh, mm-hmm. Christ-honoring today sometimes can be just mind-blowing. Okay. Right. So some of the things in closing of the, that the Holy Spirit does, and we will examine these in, in Scripture. Uh, next episode, we're, we're going to pull some Scripture for each of these, but some things that just right off the top of my head that the Holy Spirit does and I really try not to go too close to say this is how the Holy Spirit operates right because that really does sound like an it yeah, yeah. an it yeah or uh, what is it we say God is not our uh, genie in the bottle mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's not mechanical yeah there are some things that we probably think that the Holy Spirit does that doesn't do and we might examine some of those things as uh, as we move through it but the holy spirit teaches 
comforts, um, points to Jesus, calls us out on sin. Convicts. Convicts us of sin. Um, Leads us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so those are some things that we will really examine. Kind of the way that I look at it is the Holy Spirit directs us in our walking in the ways of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Whether that be leading us to um, to do something like share faith with somebody or convicting us of where we fall short, the Holy Spirit leads us in, as I said, how we are to live for the Lord in our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Bible talks about um, Ananias and Sapphira, and their sin was that they lied to the Holy Spirit. And the Lord struck him down. I mean, think about that in reference to what we already talked about, about misuse. One of the things that is so fearful, at least for a pastor, coming from a perspective of a pastor is, I don't want to say something that God did not say. Right. You know, from the pulpit or anywhere. And that's why I think that a lot of these folks who are advocating the power of the Holy Spirit in their ministry. And I think I'm right there with Justin Peters that says these people are not saved. You cannot spend your life saying something that God did not say and have, you know, and the Holy Spirit not convict you of that. And so Acts 5.1 is the, narrative of Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias lied to God and well, he struck him down. So uh, anyway, we, we're going to conclude on that for this episode. And next uh, time we're together, we'll pick up on some scripture. I'll walk through a few pieces of selection of scripture on the duties and operation of the Holy Spirit, um, ministries yeah. of the Holy Spirit. And we'll pick up on that next time. So let's talk about the coffee a little bit. Well, the uh, Ethiopian uh, organic Canyon Mountain Guji G1 natural. Uh, of all the coffee that I have roasted myself, this is one of the favorites. Uh, up there with the Yemen coffee. Mm-hmm. So it's, sm- it's very smooth. And like I said, for the roasting process, it's by far my favorite. And I, I think that has to do with the organic part of it. Mm-hmm. But it's by far my favorite right. to roast. Yeah. the um, I had roast a Ethiopian organic bukaya. I think that's what it's called. I, I try to get that accent. I don't know. And that was really smooth and clean uh i i'm i'm trying to find organic through sweet maria's is what i order from and they're just out of organic across the board so one thing i've noticed about the organic um i'm noticing it right right now is we brewed this an hour ago and it's cold Mm -hmm. but still good yeah 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 you can't say that about every every bean that that you roast in fact 
as uh, we've progressed through not only the podcast, but some people would say, well, you're a coffee snob. And that's not really the case. But what I have noticed over time is that I've grown to appreciate the taste versus just getting the caffeine fix. Yeah. You know, and and I can drink it cold. Yeah. You know, and you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I haven't turned into a snob, I don't think. I'll still drink a K-cup here and there um, if I have to. But I draw the line at instant coffee. Yeah. Here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not coffee. Yeah, instant coffee. I and it's not coffee yeah. snobbish to say that. Yeah. I might drink a sip or two and if I'm in a pinch. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so, yeah. There is a, I think there is an art to it that people probably take it farther than what I would. Um, roasting my own beans, I never thought I would be doing that. Yeah, so. same, same, same for me. Uh, I've always been said that I can drink a fine cup of coffee and enjoy it, but I can mm-hmm. also go to Waffle House and drink their coffee yeah. and enjoy it, and and that mm-hmm. still holds true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but there is something something just about a freshly roasted um you know so, uh, specially selected bean mm-hmm. uh that that's just different and really good and mm-hmm. uh everything from the getting on the website to ordering it to roasting mm-hmm. it to Wait. grinding it to pressing it or pouring it or whatever you do to brew it all of that and the aromas that come with that is i don't know it's just a an experience. It's good experience, yeah. yeah. Enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so the Ethiopian, I will give it a probably 4.5. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this, the with the Yemen for me right up there, um, I would probably rate this just above the Yemen for the, the sole purpose of it's the same every time. Mm-hmm. The Yemen, every time I roast it, it's a little different each roast. But uh, mm-hmm. some of them are really There's probably one or two that were better e- even than this. But I know when I put this one in the whirly pop and turn the heat on and mm-hmm. I hear that first crack, if I said a minute and a half after I hear that first crack, it's going to be the same every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be high, yeah. high quality. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, Caffeinated Theology, Episode 3, ver- three Verse 1. Uh, episode three uh season three season three episode Episode one one. yeah it's been a while it's been a little while and uh for you guys who might be um looking at listening to the podcast and and discussing it you know in a in a group uh, i would i would challenge you on on that question um why is the teaching or the doctrine of the holy spirit so neglected and maybe you guys can flesh out a few more things that we might have forgotten or just not have thought of. And so that would be a good exercise for a small group um, just to open the Bible and maybe examine Scripture, examine culture, the subculture in the church, you know, and ask that question, why is the aspect of the Holy Spirit so neglected amongst, uh, let's say, Southern Baptists or Baptists in general? Yeah, so, if, you, if you have some different ideas, uh, yeah. leave some comments, uh, mm-hmm. send us an email. Uh, caffeinated theology one is it mm-hmm. one yeah well, um, at gmail.com yeah. yep cool well see you next time for episode two god bless you grab a fine cup of coffee sit down enjoy um, some theology with some friends god bless you
Thank you for joining us, and we hope today's discussion has encouraged and challenged you. Please join us again next week as we discuss biblical truths over a fine cup of coffee.